When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Fi fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and uh, I'm joined now with some of my teammates. Uh, I would like you guys to say something and uh, welcome... Uh, our new correspondents to Behind the Gloves. Um, Lo, if you want to say so, start off by saying something. Yeah, so I am Lo Hanshaw. I'm based out of the U.S., uh, specifically Kentucky, if you can't tell by the accent. Um, so I am a wife of a heavyweight pro boxer, Charles Hanshaw, and I'm also a boxing promoter as well as um, board member for the Tri-State Golden Gloves franchise and the Kentucky Silver Gloves franchise. Um, and I'm also a USA Boxing official. Nice. Jermaine? Uh, I'm Jermaine Bryan. I'm from London in the UK. Massive boxer fan. Uh, had my own boxing channel called Pound for Pound Boxing Show. Now joined uh, behind the gloves with Michelle and her team. Uh, I'm going to be covering uh, the fights in the UK and in London. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to working with you guys. Veronica? Hi, I'm Ronica Jeffrey. Um, I'm a for, former professional fighter. Um, I've been doing it for a lot of time. I'm also a personal trainer um, out of New York City. Um, and thank you for having me. And Joe? Hi, I'm Joe Ankia. Um, I'm from London. Um, I'm currently between the United States and the UK. And I was on the British track team for many years and then went into sports broadcasting and have specialized in boxing over the last few years. Um, I covered boxing for ESPN um, and I covered for the last three years and still cover boxing live events for BT Sport. I'm happy to be joining you guys and helping with some coverage behind the scenes. Well, thank you guys for, first of all, joining the team. I'm really excited to sort of kick off 2022. Um, but before we move on into 2022, uh, there's been a lot of news as of lately, quite controversial, I want to say, with uh, Dillian White, the WBC situation, Tyson Fury, and now hearing that there are possible, you know, two other candidates uh, awaiting for the Tyson Fury fight. I just really want to talk to you guys a bit about that because 
you know, as you know, Dillian White has been waiting near what nearly three years now for the WBC shot. Now, granted, Tyson Fury is really quick to remind us. Well, he's he hasn't been my mandatory. He was, you know, Deontay Wilder's mandatory. So, granted, he hasn't been the one sort of keeping Dillian off. But nonetheless, there's a lot of of I want to say drama going on with the WBC because, as you know, he's in arbitration at the minute. So. I just want to talk a bit about that and what you guys think of the overall situation. Um, okay, I'll kick it off. So this has been obviously going back a long, long time. We know there's been a lot of history. It's actually a fairly complicated historical sequence of events. Um, overall, I think a lot of people out there do feel sorry for Dillian White. He's been battling uh, to try to get himself in the mandatory position. He really wants that green and gold belt, that WC. BC belt. He's been the interim champion uh, for a very long time. He's been on and off the mandatory champion, but he hasn't yet had his title shot. And this has come and gone over the years. Other people who are ranked below him have had their title shots. And it's just been really heartbreaking. There have also been other sort of unfortunate events along the way involving um, a sample uh, that went missing, a drug sample, which in the end uh, got shown to be not even his own fault. And here we are now, today, uh, 2021, coming into 22, we thought he was going to get his title shot uh, again, fighting obviously the winner of Fury and Wilder after their third fight. And it seems that he's being looked over once again. And I guess the question, and I'll pass it forward um, to one of the rest of the team, Jermaine, I'll pass it forward to you, because I know you actually know a few of the guys quite well in Dillian White's team. Is he being stiffed over here by the WBC? Is this personal? Um, it seems that he's definitely taken the short end of the stick for a really long time. Yeah, once again, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, there, a lot of people in the UK will say there's a, agenda, a hidden agenda from the WBC towards uh, Dillian White. Obviously, he's been hard done by for a long, long time now. He's, had, he's been mandatory. He's actually obviously lost to Bovetkin, had to get his mandatory back by beating Bovetkin in the rematch. Uh, a lot of his team feel hard done by as well, that they've had to wait. He's trained very hard out in Portugal uh, and just hasn't had the opportunity to fight for Wartau. Obviously, before... Dante Wada was the champion, held the title for about 10 years now. Uh, Dylan White's been waiting a very long, long time, and he's, he didn't get it back then when Dante Wada was a champion. And Tyson Fury, the fact that Tyson Fury came out and said that he would give him a title shot, and now the WBC has taken away from him, it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit shame to see. I think it's a lot of British boxing fans are a bit upset by that because they want to see another massive uh, heavyweight title fight between two British champions. Uh, especially in the heavyweight division. That's in 1993, that's the last time we've had two heavyweight uh, fighters going for world titles in the UK. What do you guys think of the fact that the WBC is giving the permission for Tyson Fury to go ahead and fight someone else? Because obviously Tyson's made it very apparent that he wants to fight by March. He doesn't want to wait past March. He doesn't want this to get drawn out. He knows that arbitration can last forever. He saw what happened between himself and um, Deontay Wilder. And that didn't turn out well for him. You know, it's, it's never good for any fighter to go that long without fighting. But the, the WBC is giving the permission now because they're saying that he's outbidding himself. He's, he's asking for too much money. Now, I'm going to ask you, Ronica, do you think that it's too much that he's asking for? Because it's hard for us to be able to say what someone feels their value is, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, I mean, I, I feel like he, he probably think that's what he's worth. Like, but also you have to think about it like this. He hasn't been in a position where he's like a big draw, I guess, all over the place. Like Tyson Fury obviously is known worldwide in the US and the UK, um, all over. So I would think that they probably feel like he should be um happy for what they what they are offering him versus what he wants. Um, but as you said, as a fighter, you kind of value yourself of what you think that you're worth and that's what he think that he is worth now is is that what he's really worth that's the real question you know if we if we're talking about his uh um the things that he's done or the fights that he's had whether it's win lose or draw and you compare it a lot will say maybe not mm -hmm. but as you said he's been on a lot, a lot of fights a lot of that tough fights he's been in position He's been in this position to to get the WT for the longest time. Whether it's an injury that happened, whether, as you said, the controversy with the um with the drugs and all this other stuff. So it's like every time that he's been there, it, he you know he's always been in a position that he hasn't been able to do it. So maybe he feels like because he's been through so much that he deserves the money. I was gonna say that I was actually gonna ask that question. Is do you think that a big part of the reason why he's asking for 10 million was because it's sort of been drawn out for so long that he feels like he's deserves it, that he should receive that type of money given the current circumstances? Um, I would think so. I would think that's probably part of the reasons why, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you do a lot, you go through a lot, you train hard, you know, it has the ups, the downs in between. So you want to be compensated. So he probably feels like from all the things that he's gone through, all the things that he's been through and, you know, him and Tyson Fury was supposed to fight before it didn't happen. He probably feels like, well, this is what I'm worth and this is what I want. Now is that the, the only thing is that they, as you said, they're allowed to, to overturn it or they're allowed to go over him. So that's the part. You know, because then now where you feel like, well, this is what I want. And um, so you're going to give it to me or not. Well, they're like, OK, well, if that's what you want, we're not going to give it to you. So we're going to move along. So what do you guys think of the fact that the WBC first said that the Dillian White fight must happen next? OK, must. Now there's permission being granted. Well, you don't have to because he's asking for too much money. Do you think that's fair? Do you think that that they should be able to grant, you know, Tyson Fury the option to to go somewhere else because this might take too long? Or do you think that it should be the same situation that was with with Deontay Wilder, where he had to wait for arbitration to play itself out for them to make the decision? Lo, do you want to chime in? Yeah, so I feel like with the 80-20 split, um, you know, Fury, I think Fury himself does not care about this, um, like the business side of things. He has said over and over again, he's a fighting man. He really doesn't care about the belts. He doesn't care about what goes on um, in those meetings with, his, with, you know, the promotion teams between them and then the WBC. So it really to him, I don't think he cares who he gets in the ring with next. He just wants to get in that ring by March. But um, I feel like for his promotional team, um, just looking at it from an outside perspective, they know that there is one contracted fight left um, with top rank. And they know that they have a chance to fight with Usyk. That is going to be one of – I can't think of the last time we've had a heavyweight undisputed fight between two undefeated heavyweights. And they're both – 
um, big names. So I feel like the 80-20 split is going to look less appealing to Watt and his team. Um, and in my opinion, maybe that's on purpose. Hopefully he doesn't take that and they eventually do get to step aside and get a chance at Usyk for that last uh, contracted fight. So what do you guys think of the fact that, you know, there is the split plus the, the set fee that they're willing to give him, which correct me if I'm wrong, was roughly near $5 million, correct? I put five with what they said. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, when you consider the, the gate and the pay-per-view buys, and I'm sure that that percentage split, you know, all of that falls into the equation. Um, one of the things that the promoters are trying to, I guess how they're justifying this is we don't know what the state of this pandemic is going to bring. We don't, we're seeing a lot of shutdowns in different parts of the country, different states are starting to implement more COVID rules and restrictions. Uh, we don't know if there's going to come a time where unfortunately we can't have large crowds again. And that's going to obviously pay, play a factor in what kind of money is being made overall. Um, should he just take the split and roll the dice or is it worth holding out for? I think from a sports point of view, a pure sports fan's point of view, many of us will look at that and say, look, this will be the biggest fight of your career. Um, exposure, otherwise, all the add-ons that come with it outside of the money are gonna be as big as they come. Five million is a lot for anyone as well. I think a lot of us fans and sports people will, will look at this and say, look, he should take the five million and do the fight. It's a fight he's been waiting for. Why risk passing it up? Um, the other thing you've got to look at is the fact that the big fights that the public want to see against Fury at the moment are obviously, as we've spoken about, Usyk and also Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua being one of the two people who has already beaten Dillian White. So is Dillian White the big attraction? Bob Arum came out and said um, that Dillian White's not the big attraction, especially if this fight happens in America during the pandemic. People want to see Fury. People want to see Usyk. People even want to see Joshua. And so Dillian should basically be grateful for taking this five million and not holding the whole process up. I, I really I really feel for Dillian. I really feel for what he's been through over the years, but I kind of agree with Bob Aaron in this case that I, I feel like Dillian should take this fight. Five million guarantee is plenty. Get on with it. Go for that green and gold belt and prove us all wrong. Jermaine, um, I don't remember what part of what I was saying, but I know you were shaking your head. Uh, what would you like to chime in about? <laughs> yeah, I, I believe, like Eddie Hearn said, I think you should go to the purse bits and we should find out that way. Uh, you say Dylan White should take the five million. I probably would state I disagree with that because any fighter that steps in the ring, he puts his life on the line every time he steps into the ring. So if he wants to secure the lot of, as much money as he can for him and his family after retirement, then then you're, that's what, if, if that's what he feels he's worth, then that's what he feels he's worth. He should, he should go for it. Mm -hmm. But I do think he should go to purse bids, and then we should find out that way how much each fighter should get. Mm -hmm. But obviously, he's risking losing it all by by delaying this process. I'm not saying it's right. The WBC have him in a corner, but at the, as a result, it looks like he's risking losing the opportunity overall by holding out for more money. Now, Tyson Fury obviously has made it so clear every time he speaks, he's like, I don't give a damn about the belts. Like I could care less about the belts, but we all know that he's realistically one fight away from getting the undisputed. Right? So, Smart business would say the promoters are going to intervene. 
the networks are going to intervene. The WBC is going to jump in and go, hold on, hold on. We want it to be for the undisputed. We don't want you to vacate the belt. So let's accommodate him so that we could see the big fight happen next. Right? Well, the thing I would like to say is, will Andy Joshua step aside to let that fight happen? I don't believe Andy Joshua no, no, no. will step aside. This is obviously after AJ Usyk. We can't forget that that is happening. That's happening in April. So there is the rematch. And so mind you, we're saying Usyk now and we're saying Fury now because they're the two current champions. But anything can happen. But, but just we have to, you know, sort of use them as the example of what we're speaking about because they are the current belt holders. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are almost desperate to see this undisputed uh, title fight. It's going to draw big, uh, big numbers as far as pay-per-view goes. I feel like business-wise, it's going to do really good. But even just from a boxing fan's perspective, people want to see, is Tyson going to secure that legacy of undisputed heavyweight? I know I've... I, believe, I truly believe Tyson when he says he does not care about those belts, that he is a fighting man. Um, so I don't feel like he cares, but I feel like he also understands the way it's going to look business-wise, how it's going to look for his legacy. Um, and I'm sure Bob Arum really wants to see um, in his time with Tyson Fury, uh, he's got that one last fight left with top rank. He wants to see that happen under his promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I read today, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, because obviously not every website who's writing these things are 100% accurate all the time, so they're just a little bit more on opinion base. But I did see somewhere, read somewhere, that they were talking about the fact that uh, obviously Andy Ruiz was listed as the number one potential opponent for Tyson Fury, but that the, when the WBC said, yeah, you can go fight someone else, they're basically saying you can fight someone else, but you're not fighting for the WBC belt. The WBC, WBC belt will be put aside at this point. They're saying, well, we don't know if, if Andy Ruiz would even want to fight him without a belt on the line. Did anyone else read that or see that? Yeah, I read, yeah, I read that, um, that if he do fight Andy... Ruiz or anybody else that it probably be for the ringside um, belt mm-hmm. versus the WBC belt or anything like that. But as you said, but as you said, like would the others want to fight for the for that belt versus the WBC the, the WBC belt? I don't think so, because mm-hmm. the main one is the WBC. The most important one is the WBC. So I don't think that the ringside belt, you know, they want that one over over the WBC. <laughs> Anyone else want to add anything? Like, I know Andy Ruiz was the number one front runner at this point. It just really all varies on whether or not he's willing to, to fight Tyson Fury with I mean, he did post something. He did post something on social media, like basically let's get it on. But I think he's also, he also tagged the WBC. So I think he was under the impression it was probably going to be for the WBC belt. <laughs> yeah, and it makes sense that um, he may be a little cautious to take that fight if there's no belt involved, if that um, WBC belt is not involved because it's all risk, no reward for, mm-hmm. for the challenger. Um, because not all, if, they, if they lose against Fury, um, not only does that affect the fact that they don't get a belt, it lowers their rankings. Um, and who knows if they 
if they or when they would get another chance to take on a title fight if that comes. So I can understand why someone would not take that fight if there's no belts involved. Mm -hmm. I believe is also named as a possible. It seems like he might end up with the fight. Who? Uh, Hellenius? Is that? Oh, yeah. 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 That would almost yeah, be so sad to see the fact that obviously Dillian White first became WBC interim champion when he beat Hellenius to see <laughs> that Dillian White has waited for so long for this opportunity and Hellenius is going to get potentially to fight Tyson Fury first. Right. It, it, it's, it's almost heartbreaking to see if that is how it plays out. Right. It, it always seemed like a, a, a series of unfortunate events when it comes to Dillian White. I, I don't know if anyone's had any worse luck than he has. Um, I know that initially the reason why he filed legal documents against the WBC was because he kept waiting for so long and they kept pushing him off for so long. And now that it's here, because there's legal documents that still need to be dealt with, it's sort of pushing it off even more. So I, I really feel for him. I honestly do. Like, I'm not going to lie. Do we, nobody who do we know the status him. of the arbitration? Like, do we know where legally they're standing? No, I asked uh, Mauricio Solomon and Mauricio said, I can't talk about that. Right. Mm -hmm. Hopefully there's a Christmas miracle pulled out and we find out something. <laughs> More like a New Year's miracle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's definitely frustrating and really unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, some big breaking news in terms of not getting that fight next. Really big disappointment. But on the same side, you have to consider all sides, all, all perspectives. <laughs> and yeah. the business at the end of the day and Tyson Fury's side is doing what they need to do to keep their fighter active, which is super important mm -hmm. because prior to the third fight with Deontay Wilder, he'd been, been out of the ring for almost a year. So they definitely don't want to see that happening again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would agree. Uh, anyone else would like to say anything at all in regards to the topic? Yeah, I'll, but I would like to go back to the Andy Ruiz situation. I don't believe Andy Ruiz will, uh, will fight for a non-title non fight. I, he's come up in previous interviews and said that he wants to win the WBC. Obviously, he's won the rest of the other belts, apart from the ring magazines. But he wants to win the WBC. I don't believe he'll fight Tyson Fury for a, fight, a belt that's not going to be there. So I don't believe he'll take that fight if, it's not, if the belt's not on the line. We also knew at one point that Joe Joyce was being considered but now that he's injured, well, I know he was supposed to have a fight announced anyways, prior, like literally a few days prior to his injury. But I know that he was being heavily considered as well. Bob Arum had mentioned his name. So um, that would have actually been a good fight to, to see as a plan B. Yeah, he has yeah, the Joseph Parker too. Yeah. Right. I guess just... Um... One question, I don't know if anyone knows the answer to it. They've said that the hearing can't happen until March and that's what's causing all the problems. I know we have the pandemic and other aspects involved, but is there not any way that the WBC can bring that hearing forward given the circumstances? Are they just standing by themselves saying, you know, don't mess with us. This is what happens if you mess with us, if you challenge us. Do you think there's really nothing they can do? The hearing is March, Fury wants to fight in March and, and that's it. Or are they kind of, you know, standing by who they are? Right. Maybe, maybe they know something we don't know. Maybe there's going to be some sort of lockdown where they can't uh, hold stage events. So they're waiting until March to maybe decide if they can uh, go ahead with an event. Well, yes and no. 
yes and no, but you got to remember that Tyson Fury can always fight in the States. The, you, I'm telling you right now, Florida and Texas, they're not shutting down. So we're going to see a lot of events staged between those two states if we should have another lockdown in the UK. That's what Eddie Hearn did. Eddie Hearn moved everything over to the wide open states and he continued business as usual. So there can and will be options to host, you know, host a fight regardless. It's just the location would be up in the air at that point. But so I don't think that's it at all. Because they win regardless. Like their situation wins. They're still going to get a large crowd. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. I know that Jermaine and I are set to speak with Team White in just a few minutes. So uh, I'd like to thank you guys for getting on and having this discussion. I think it's safe to say that we all agree that this is unfortunate for Dillian White. And he deserves this opportunity, I think, more than anybody at this point. But what can you do when it's completely out of your hands and it's, an, it's, it's a legal binding situation that you can't override? You know, it's not a matter of let's just shake hands and, and figure this out. So uh, in terms of, of how much is Dillian White worth, what is his value, that remains to be open for discussion because you could weigh out so many different options or so many different scenarios that could, you know, it, it I guess, justify why he feels that he deserves $10 million plus a percentage. Um, and then you can also have the, the flip side to that conversation and, and say, well, you know, there are other reasons why people feel he isn't worth that value. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out. Um, any final words, anybody? No? <laughs> well, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, um, it just goes to show what all goes into putting these fights together and getting these two, you know, elite fighters in a ring. Um, and I can say that from a promoter's perspective, because I have been in those conversations that I've been in those calls and it, it's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and just, Oh, this guy's a good fighter. This guy's a good fighter. Let's see them fight. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes. Um, so hopefully, you know, hopefully you guys, Dillian it is so costly. I don't think people quite understand yes. the testing. They pay for their own testing. Mm -hmm. So all of these factors, you, you consider how much you're paying out your coaches, how much you're paying for training. When you're an elite trainer, you're paying for the elite. Like there are certain things that you have to pay for in order to have when you're fighting at top level. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And if Dillian Watt's going to get his chance, he's probably going to want a higher purse because of the fact he is going to be going for like the biggest fight of his career, he's going to want to secure mm -hmm. that, that amount because there's so much he's going to have to pay out. It's not just, he's pocketing all that. Yeah. He's not pocketing the $10 million at all. Yeah. Like it's roughly, especially I, in the, I know in the UK, you guys have some serious tax laws. Like <laughs> it's, some, it's like 50%. Is it not like they take 50% roughly if you're within a certain tier and then on top of that, you're having to pay out, you know, your trainer, your nutritionist, your, you know, your sparring partners. There's so many different things you have to pay out. Your promoter takes all the cut. Like there's still all these different factors. So when we, when we say 10 million, is it really, what is he taking home that he's factoring into the fact that this could be the last opportunity that I have at 
a world level fight like this. Yeah. Right. Um, and then his legal team as well. I agree. I agree. Right. So you, when you start to subtract little by little, you realize that amount isn't so much. And then he's thinking, well, if I take the 5 million, yeah, great. 5 million. Then he roughly breaks that down. What is he working with? Maybe two. And then, and then you don't even know what the 20% is going to bring in because of the pandemic being so unpredictable. But I, I saw that Bob Aram stated that the reason that if he, he feels like if he agreed to the 10 million, that he's going to ask for more. So that's probably, that's one of the reasons why he doesn't, they don't want to grant him the 10 million. So they're playing hardball. I, yeah, basically. Because they're like, no, they're, they're like, yeah, we can give you the 10 million, but then you're going to be like, oh, okay, well then I want 15 or 20. And then that's, that's, that's where they don't, they don't want to play with. Another another thing is is that obviously Dillian White was supposed to fight Otto Wallen this year, and that that fight fell through. And he put a training camp together, paid a lot for a lot of fighters to come over and spar with him and stuff like that. That cost a lot of money, and obviously the fight didn't go through, and so he's basically lost money. So that's, that might be another reason oh, yeah. why he's asking for that sort of money for this fight. Yeah, and that's another thing people don't factor in as well is you know no one's you're not getting paid until you step in the ring. Well, actually, you don't get you're not guaranteed to get paid until you step on the scales. So who's paying, who, who paid for the last two months of his training? He did. It's a loss. So yeah, there's a lot of things to factor in. And I'm, and I'm sure that there are, you know, beyond quote, he's not as famous or well-known as Tyson Fury is worldwide. There's a lot more that goes into it that he finds necessary because should this be his last opportunity at a world title shot like this um, because we are obviously if you think about it when we do get an undisputed after that depending on who wins and depending on if they want to you know continue to defend the belts or vacate there's a lot of mandatories in line there are several guys waiting for their shot so Dillian White knows this is his this is his only opportunity right now yeah and that during I think it was the summer maybe it was early fall. Um, I know that the four presidents of the different um, organizations, the WBC, uh, WBO, WBA, IBF, they all met and had a meeting about standardizing the way that these mandatories are, um, I guess, ranked. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, hopefully something does become standardized in a, in a way so that we don't run into these problems so that, you know, the fans can see the fights that they want to see um, and that the people who are deserving get those shots and that we're not getting in these situations that are these legal technicalities that, you know, prevent the fights from happening. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, we'll just have to wait and see what happens in the coming weeks. Uh, obviously, Joe, as you're saying, we're not really going to have much to base anything off of if we do end up waiting for the scheduled court date, which is in March. So it uh, looks like we will be going with plan B. Um, it's just a matter of who will end up taking the fight with Tyson Fury. So, um, Lo, Jermaine, Ronica, Joe, thank you for joining, and um, we'll speak soon. We'll do another group call soon. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking this icon right here, and hit the bell button below so that you can receive an alert every time we upload a new video. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.